This episode of The Kramer Show brought to you by Click Cash. Learn to make money using your computer and the click of a mouse. Click Cash pays you to promote some of the world's most popular dating and video chat websites. All you need is a mobile phone or a computer. To get started and receive a $50 sign-up bonus, go to clickcash.com backslash Kramer with a K. Thank you for calling. This is Candace. Yeah, hi. Um, I'm transitioning. I'm going. I'm changing genders. Okay. And I want to get some lingerie, but I can never find any like panties that fit me. And I'm looking for like a little bigger. You, do you understand? Uh, do you have bigger size panties? We go from extra small to extra large, so we go up to an extra large in the store. Okay. And so, I would say. So what? What uh, waist size is the larger? I'm sorry? What's the waist size for the larger? I'm not 100% sure what the waist size is, but I no. would say um, the extra large will probably be from like a, maybe a 10 to like a 14, I would even say. Yeah. I mean, I, I have, I've tried some on, you know, like a, a friend of mine has some and I've tried on some at her place. And I just, um, in the, um, in like in the front area, there's like the, there's not enough room. You know, so like I try to tape and tuck and do all that stuff, but it's still kind of like awkward looking. I don't, I don't like the way you know that it looks. Mm-hmm. So I was just trying to figure out if like I you know could get something that's bigger in that area. I feel I'm sorry, I'm so embarrassed, but I, I um I'm looking for something. I mean, you I mean you shouldn't be. So I mean, uh, just come on into the store. You could try out our extra. The, the extra large undies, if that's something that doesn't work for you, um, upon uh, discretion, we could uh, possibly do something for you as far as exchanging or returning them for you. So is there is there okay? So like if if I were to buy them and then bring them home and try them on, uh, last month I, I did that too and I brought some home and I farted and I blew out the back of them. It was like a big gigantic gaping hole. Oh, wow. I know. Like, right in the bat, right out of the ass. I, like, farted, and it just blew them out. Mm-hmm. So I don't want that to happen. That's really embarrassing. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, putting on a blindfold, and I sounded like a like a, a horse toad that had been shot with a bow and arrow. It was like, kind of deal, you know? Right. <laughs> Goodness heavens. Well, ha- ha- you're listening to The Kramer Show. Real and raw. Remember when listening on iTunes to leave us a great rating? It helps. Thanks in advance. This is The Kramer Show. I never meant to cause you been inside the world. I never meant to cause you any pain. I didn't want to one time see you laughing, babe. Only want to see you, see you laughing, yeah, in the purple rain. Purple rain, purple 
it feel good. Only wanna see you, see you. Can I play this guitar? Dead at the age of 57 years old. What the fuck is going on? What the fuck? Man. I was sitting here doing um, doing some stuff, and I happened to go on to... I don't even know. I don't know. Some website, and I saw that, and I was like, oh, Whatever. You know, because, like, you see shit like that all the time, and you're like, okay, well, that's, you know, Prince is not dead. Uh, and I thought about it, and I was like, oh, I'll check it out just to see. And then I go to a couple of websites, and sure enough. Um, and, you know, I don't normally get, like, all bent out of shape when a celebrity dies. Um, and there were things about Prince that annoyed the shit out of me. But, I mean, as far as a musician, in my life, I... I don't know. I I look back on um, music is something that I really connected with from an early age. I was talking to my wife recently, and because um, I asked my kid, I was like, "Give me some music that you really love." You know, he's only twelve, and I was asking him in front of my wife. I was like, "You know, give me give me some music that really makes you feel something." And my wife said. Um, He's too young for that. And I was like, no, not at all. I mean, I I felt music when I was like seven and eight years old. Oh, my God. Um, the Eagles, you know, when when the Eagles were, were big in the uh, in the 70s, uh, I loved it. ELO, um, Kiss. There were some records that, you know, and I even listened to old records. My, my mother 
passed down to me that my uncle had given her, and they were just old, old songs. Um, but I remember sitting in my room just listening to these these records over and over and over again. And so as I got a little older, Prince kind of came into the scene and uh, blew me away. You know, I was list. I would listen to. Um, I've always been that way. Like I'll, I can listen to Motley Crue. You know, back in the day, I could listen to Motley Crue and then listen to Prince, and then I could listen to Iron Maiden, and the next thing I might put on would be, you know, Wham. I was always that way. I was like, like I was way into different kinds of music. I always loved like. Um, smooth jazz and like i just was way way into the musicality of the way people played you know like i mean prince not only defined who he was by how he played and what he played but he was into fashion and he changed the way that um, people dealt with record companies and he was really try to find a prince song on youtube go do it i dare you it's it's not going to happen. So then when I was like uh, 14 years old, uh, I went to uh, our homecoming dance with my girlfriend and we slow danced to Purple Rain. And I'll never forget that. And so she was my girlfriend all through high school, even into college. and uh, she, And I still have this. She, I think like in the 11th grade or something, she crocheted me um, in purple letters, purple rain, and then put that in a frame. And I've got that somewhere. Uh, and so that whole album, imagine being a 14-year-old thinking that you're in love and you got this girlfriend and you're at your homecoming dance and that is your song. Oh, my God. I, I would listen to it over and over and over again. And then I watched the movie. Um, And then as I got a little older, people would go to print shows and they would just talk about all this crazy stuff that they saw and how great it was. And then um, as I got older, I um started dating this woman. Her name was Hope. And she was the biggest uh, Prince fan I've ever seen. Uh, to the point where she even had like um, Prince comic books. And we went on to get married, but during that whole relationship, the the music played a role. And it was everything from, uh, I, I hope someone listening cares about this shit. What I'm trying, I'll tell you what I'm trying to get across uh, in just a second. So as I'm dating this, this uh, as I'm dating Hope, um, we're listening to... Alice in Chains, we're listening to Shot A, we're listening to Prince from the 70s through the 90s, okay? Because at this point, it's like, in my life, it's like 1994. We're listening to Concrete Blonde. Concrete Blonde had a an album out that nobody knew. It's called Mexican Moon, <clears throat> but it was just awesome. So... What, I, what I'm trying to say is music played a, a huge role in my life, and a large part of my life, looking back on it today, was uh, a lot of the music was Prince. A lot of it. And there is a lot of Prince that I know that the average person walking around doesn't know. 
you know, the hits, Purple Rain and fucking Little Red Corvette, uh, maybe even Erotic City or whatever. But there were so many other albums that Prince put out. Uh, one of my favorite was the Black Album that like eight people bought. <laughs> it was like you could buy the Black Album at the 7-Eleven for, you know, like four ninety nine. But on that, though, see, he had the big deal with his record company and then um, he kind of bowed out for a while and he was still putting out music, but um, he just wasn't promoting it and he didn't give a shit. And the dude, you got to give it to the guy. I mean, he played every instrument. Uh, there have been interviews with band members over the years that say like when they would be practicing, he'd come over, pick up the guitar, then he would pick up the trumpet, then he would pick up the fucking trombone. He could play the saxophone, he could play bass, he could play drums. He he was really an extremely rare, rare gifted guy. And talk about spanning the globe. Does, doesn't matter. Okay, I'll put it to you this way. Let me pull this up real quick. No matter where you're from, no matter who you are, no matter where you grew up, no matter your ethnicity, your race, your religion, your relig your uh, relations. I mean, no matter. Maybe you grew up in a broken home. Maybe it does not matter. Um, the guy when he encompassed everybody. You know, no matter if you listened to rock music, uh, punk music, it didn't matter. Let me uh, let me pull this up because um, I can play you. I just want to do a, an example here real quick. When I play this, do you know what this is? Do you know what that is? God damn right you know what it is. Um, when I play this, do you know what this is? God damn right you know what it is. Um, uh, This one. Yes, you do. How about this? This is a this is one that I'll, you you probably don't even remember that you know. Watch them fall. Them all their intellect, like like, and they like welfare. How about this? How about this? How about this? Yeah, wow. I just can't believe the dude's dead. I mean, he was only 57 years old. And um, I guess what they're saying now is that um, he had the flu and he canceled a couple of dates, I think like in Atlanta. And he went to the hospital for it last Friday. Um, and I just, and I'm trying to wrap my head around how, how do you die from the fucking flu? Unless you're like a homeless dude that doesn't, you know, you don't have any health care. I mean, how do you die from the flu in the year 2016? How does that work? It's fucked up. It's like really how fleeting life is. I'm really bummed. Do we do we have any latest information on on uh, Prince? While I'm doing this, you know, I'm doing the show on Thursday, April the twenty first. 
And so the news has only been out for like a couple of hours. So by the time you listen to this, there may be, fuck, who knows, some some official announcement. Um, I get it. We get it. Prince made news, but it wasn't for his music. He said he wasn't feeling well. Uh, canceled, he canceled a concert date at the Fox Theater in Georgia City. Some days later, he took the stage in Atlanta to perform an 80-minute set, unusually short for him. The stage was engulfed in lavender smoke. It was just Prince at his piano. Fuck! God damn it, I'd give anything to see that. Come on! And see, that's another thing. Is like Now, that's what bothers me about Prince. Because... There, I mean, I, you, when he he just died, and so you're looking for shit, and the only thing that you can find really is him performing at the Super Bowl, and outside of that, there's really nothing, you know. And if and I was just talking about this the other day, and as a matter of fact, you know, uh, most artists give up their shit for free. You can go to YouTube, and I I've, I was talking about how YouTube gets a pass on that stuff. But they 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 did not get any Prince's shit. Good for him. God damn it. Can you imagine seeing Prince performing for over an hour and a half? Just him and a piano? God damn it. The stage was engulfed in lavender smoke. It was just Prince at his piano. He played his classic songs but kept the mood light and fun, at one point showing off his skills with a version of the Peanuts theme song. When was that? That that was recent. That was like really recently. After the performance, the singer's plane made an emergency landing. At the time, they said he is fine and at home. The singer's fame never waned through the decades, but he was considered synonymous with the 80s. His fame reached a fever pitch with a 1984 film, Purple Rain, about an inspi- aspiring musician his troubled home life, and a budding romance. He was a profile musician. Between 1985 and 92, he released eight albums, one per year, including the soundtrack from Tim Burton's Batman. He starred in two more movies during that under that era, Under the Cherry Moon and Graffiti Bridge. He also put out a concert film, Sign of the Times. Remember that? I remember that song. Um... He infamously changed his name to the symbol in the 90s. Uh, in 2000, when the singer's publishing contract with the company expired, he reclaimed the name Prince. He won 70, seven Emmy, Grammy Awards, earned 30 nominations, five of his singles topped the charts, and 14 other songs hit the top 10. He won an Oscar for Best Original Song Score for Purple Rain. Uh, the singer's predilection for lavishly kinky story songs earned him the the nickname his royal badness he was also known as the purple one because of his color fashions darling nikki a song that details a one night stand prompted the the formation of the P, of the parents music resource center led by tipper gore the group encouraged record companies to place advisory labels on albums with explicit lyrics think about that too Back in the 80s, in the early 80s, or mid-80s for that matter, he was considered highly controversial. Uh, yeah. Prince had a song called Head. 
I wonder what that was about. Um, and he, darling Nikki, obviously. I knew a new girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her at a hotel lobby, masturbating in a magazine. And for that time, that was like one of the most controversial things going. And he rode that wave. But the great part about Prince was that he could be controversial, but he backed that shit up. Like, I mean, musically, songwriting, everything was just perfectly done. Um, Prince left his imprint on so many aspects of pop culture, from movies to sports to politics. The Vikings prepped to take on the New Orleans Saints in 2010. Prince wrote a fight song, Purple and Gold, to inspire his team. The Vikings lost. He was the halftime performer at Super Bowl in 2007. So... Prince dead at the age of 57, and no one seems to know why. I, I, you know, I don't know. I, every interview, <clears throat> every interview that I've seen with Prince, he looks fine. I've never seen him look bad. I've never seen him look out of it. I've never seen him um, look like he was fucked up on drugs or depressed or anything like that. So it really, it's it really is a shocker that he died, and I can't. Im- I really, I mean. Does that happen very often where people die from getting the flu? Like that in like if you're 80, yeah, but I mean if you're 57, the flu could kick your ass, but I I can't imagine that it would kill you. Let's do another one. Here's Prince and Lenny Kravitz.
pretty cool, pretty rare. Prince and Lenny Kravitz. Hey, um, Click Cash launched in 1996 with the goal of teaching anyone how to make money using a computer and the click of a mouse. And as the internet has grown, so have the opportunities to make money using your phone, computer, or your tablet. Click Cash will teach you, they'll pay you to promote some of the world's most popular online dating and video chat websites. You'll earn a dollar for every new email lead and up to $200 for every new member that you refer from your computer. Click Cash has already generated millions of dollars for over 200,000 happy entrepreneurs. Click Cash pays you on time every week to promote proven websites that generate millions of dollars every year. Click Cash provides and teaches you everything you need to get started for free. Enjoy free one-on-one -on -one support and all the tips and tools you need to make money from your phone or computer 100% risk-free. No money up front to participate, no money at all. Uh, just knowledge to gain, whether you're super experienced or a newbie to the internet, you can make money. Here's what you do. Go to clickcash.com, uh, and for signing up, you'll get $50 deposited into your account for free. Clickcash.com backslash Kramer, K-R-A-M-E-R. -E the future is here. Bitch, bitch, we got something for that ass. The future is here. The future is now. This is the future of talk radio. Welcome to the future. Future. The Kramer Show. KramerShow.net. Like what you hear? Click the Patreon button and pledge money to keep the show on the air. This is The Kramer Show on KramerShow.net. All right, welcome in. Um, really, when you guys listen on iTunes, can you do me the favor and um, uh, to give me a, ra a rating? Give me a five star uh, if you believe that, great. If you don't, why anyway? <laughs> um, for some reason, um, my uh, SoundCloud account went down for like a day, and when it, for whatever reason, when that happened, um, I got yanked from the uh, new and noteworthy in iTunes, and it's just pissing me off. Um, so I'm trying to build back the rating and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't know. I don't want to sit here and bug you and, and bore you with the intricacies of fucking iTunes. Uh, but it, it really is a pain because that, um, it went down for a day and we were doing so great, man. We were like in the top 20 every day, uh, in new and noteworthy. And I was very proud of that. And now all of a sudden, um, for whatever reason, I don't know. If you go to, if you listen to the show on iTunes, take a second and give us a rating. I don't want to bore you. Um, boy, I, you know, I listened to. Whew, here, you know, I, I'm telling people to listen to something else other than me, and that's terrible. But I got to tell you, take a moment out of your day and listen to some of the horseshit. That's on blogtalkradio.com. God damn it. I mean, it will... I, 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 just when I think, well, podcasting is a, is a great medium. And I really do believe uh, 
that podcasting is the future of talk radio in particular. Um, because there are no royalties. You don't have to worry about any of that shit. Uh, what, what someone creates is what they put out there. So in other words, they're not, we're not playing music. So I, I believe that. And, you know, cars are rolling off, and a lot of them um, have Stitcher. A lot of them have, I mean, the, the cars that are coming off the line now have internet access where somebody can go and listen to me right now in their car. And I think that's really cool. The, the problem is, is that, and I'm going to say it, most, 99% of these podcasts that people are putting out are just terrible, terrible. And I guess, I guess there's a niche for a 90-year-old Irish woman to be talking on the telephone for a show, giving, uh, giving out psychic advice to other women who believe they are psychic i listened to some shit today i i just i sat here with my head down listening to it i was gonna play it on the show but i was like i'm not even gonna bore the audience with that it'll take me three hours to edit and i'm not even it's not even worth it all these psychic they have, they have all these live during the the day they have all these live psychic shows and I guess like a a niche um, part of that is there are a bunch of women that think they're psychic or clairvoyant, so they call into a psychic's show to talk about being clairvoyant. <laughs> and I sat on hold for 30 minutes on one show. Then there was this other woman who was doing a real estate show uh, about properties in Las Vegas. And I sat on hold for 30 minutes trying to get through to that person. Uh, I was going to do all kinds of phone pranks, but I couldn't get through to anybody. And I was going to be damned if I was going to sit on the phone for another uh, half hour waiting on another show to pick up the phone. I'm like, what are they doing? They don't. If I had phones, I'd go to my phones. They're just sitting there spouting off all these fucking stupid numbers. Um. You know, I need to. I do need to get back into that, though. I need to get back into playing audio from some of the other podcasts. In fact, I should. I should be doing that every show. It's so awful. Now I'm kind of pissed that I didn't. I, I didn't record that, and then edit it down just a little bit so I could play you just a, just a little bit. Because now I'm aching to hear that because it was so terrible. All right, on the next show, I'm do. I'm definitely doing that. On the next show, I'm gonna I'm gonna uh, record some other podcasts, and maybe I sh- what I should do is like critique them, you know? Maybe because and I've been in radio for over two decades, and it's so they they do something called an air check session. The the program director or the operations manager will call you in, and uh, the, the like. My my program director now is really cool about it, but he'll say, uh, "Pick an hour from yesterday." And I'll go, I don't know, four o'clock. So then he'll go he'll, then he'll go into the four o'clock hour, listen, and then give me some comments on it. But a lot of people are really rude about it. And they're really shitty. And I at my at my first radio job, the guy would uh make me bring in a tape of the show and he would pause it and he would say, Okay, what was wrong with that break? 
I'm like, I don't fuck. I don't know. I'm 20 years old. I don't know. You're supposed to be telling me. I don't know. Next break. Boom. Pause. What was wrong with that break? How about nothing, dickhead? How about that? How about I didn't think there was anything wrong with it because I fucking did it. You know, well, your inflection as you were coming out of the weather jingle, when you said it's 79 degrees, you should have said it's 79 here. Not 79 now. You know, really, they give you stupid, stupid stuff like that. Maybe I'll do that with some of these people. Wouldn't it be awesome if I recorded someone, played back their shitty show, got them on the phone, and told them break by break what I thought was shitty about it? Oh, my God. We used to, okay. I wasn't planning on doing any of this, but I'm going to tell you. You know what? I should call him. I'm going to call. You know what? I'm going to I'm gonna call call my old radio partner because <clears throat> I haven't thought about this in fucking years. Um, it used to be the Kramer and Twit show, and we were all over the place. We were in Dallas, and then we were syndicated in. Where is his number? Is that it? I think this is it. I want to I want to get him on the phone. It's it's probably going to get a voicemail cuz he's not going to know this number. I got to get him on the phone. Remember We did a we oh my god, we did a bit that was so cruel. But it was so funny. We we kept doing it and I feel I feel bad. I feel bad to this day about it. Hello. Hey, Tony. Hey. Hey, it's Keith. What are you doing? What's up, brother? Just uh, having a beer. Having a beer with a, you know, after after work. It's our hard day of sleep over a hot mic. Well, hey, I want to tell you something. Um, I'm I'm calling you on my podcast, a little podcast I do like twice a week or whatever. Yeah. And, and I'm just talking. And, and if you can't talk, uh, just let me know. It's cool. Uh, or if you need to go, that's cool too. Just you know, just tell me what what's going on. But I want okay. to. I have to ask you if you remember something. Okay. Do you remember? I remembered this just now, and I feel so bad about it. But do you remember? In the back of the R and R, the Radio and Records magazine. Yeah. They, they yeah. Used- the, the, okay, I, I'm going to stop you because I know what you're talking about. Okay. Replace the fake ad. Well. No, my, well, I don't remember that part. But here's here's what I was talking about. We call the guy. Oh with yes, the fake job. Yes, we would call. Yeah. There, there would be people in the back of the magazine that were looking for jobs, right? And, and it would say like um, <laughs> afternoon flamethrower. I've been in you know uh, De- Des Moines, wherever, and I'm I'm looking and will relocate. And then they would give their fucking number. So Tony okay, so, and I. Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Okay, no, my favorite was we called this guy, and he was the whitest, most deep-voiced, baritone. uh, This is radio jargon, because I've already had a beer, but Hot AC, which is like adult contemporary. My name is Gary Steele, and I I don't know what his name is. It's a made-up name, but he was that kind of guy. And we asked this guy, we said, we're we're calling from an urban station, and we want to call you Shabbat Shabazz. (laughs) <laughs> and we want you, we want you to go urban. He's like, I can do it. And this is here. On, this is Shabbat Shabazz on Power One Hundred Four. 
I, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that so well now that you say it, and I feel so bad because <laughs> so many radio people are without, are without jobs, and it's like, oh my god! And you know, the, they people are so desperate to work, and here we are, f- totally fucking with yeah. them, and then we put oh, them on horrible. the air. It was horrible, man. It was horrible. But I remember that guy specifically because after we did it, we told him what was going on, and he was cool with it, and he was like. Well, if you have a job at the station you're at, I'd love Because he didn't want to burn any bridges. Even though we were being the assholes, he didn't want to burn a bridge. And he was like, maybe, I can, maybe we can get him hired. That's right. That's right. Oh, my God. Yeah. I remember a couple of times, too, I, I was um, – our program director at the radio station and I were talking about old things that we did. And I told him that we called um, one of my old radio stations and we actually told her how to how to take it off the air. And she did yeah. it. And that, yeah, I felt bad about that one. I don't feel bad about any of that stuff. I guess I, I used to, but maybe being in radio long enough, now I don't. I realize that I don't have a soul. No, we're just shitty, right? All that. Yeah, yeah, we're just bitter I mean, and like, and we're just shitty people. The the like pulling pranks on radio stations. My favorite ones were, and not even like like actual pranks. My favorite one was calling into an like a, an AM radio show or a talk radio show. And the secret is, listen, they have a delay. There's a guy hitting the button. But if you accidentally drop a curse word, they will generally hit the button but not hang up on you if it seems like it, if it's instance, real. Say, right. Or if you say something you shouldn't say, like a phone number, they'll dump you. But then you're live for about six seconds, and we would stream profane, profane <laughs> things. I remember um, when Tony and I, uh, we left Tampa, and we went to – we moved to Dallas – and before we had an apartment or whatever, a place to live, uh, they put us up in a hotel. So for the first couple of weeks, we brought we had a radio inside our hotel, and all we did for fun, because we, we were new to this huge city, and we would stay up and record ourselves calling AM shows all over the country, and we'd just get hammered. So it'd be like 4 in the morning, and then we'd get li- on live with these shows, and we would just giggle. We thought that was the funniest thing ever. But we, we, you were really good at it. It was my, that, That's how I got into radio. Like I got into radio by by staying up and calling you. Right. So I right. got into radio by doing. My favorite was, and I remember all this stuff. My favorite was we called a station in Dallas. We were on in Dallas. We called the, the night guy, like the overnight guy, and convinced him that we were the representatives of Scott Bayo. Because they were doing Happy Days on Ice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Happy that. Days on Ice was coming to town, and Scott Bayo was scheduled to call in. And of course, the guy's like, "Well, I don't want to. I don't. I don't want to say no to Scott Bayo because at the time, you know, it, well, this wasn't like Scott Bayo still wasn't a big celebrity, but he was like people knew who he was. No, and no one would really know that that that, that wasn't his voice. You know, right? So the poor bastard put us on. Because he was like the producer of a crappy AM show, he put us on with his guy live as Scott Bale promoting Happy Days on Ice. <laughs> I'd give anything to have the audio of that. Oh my god! Oh. It, it, it aired, and it aired. Oh my god! Ridiculous with it. And then, oh, that, that used to be our lives. That was our lives. That was like we did radio for fun and for profit. Well, not for much profit, but for fun at least. <laughs> I gotta go. I'm having a beer. I'm having a beer with the boss. No, but go. Afterwards, 
I am totally down. If you ever want to do this, I'm in. I'm, I'm, yeah, absolutely. We should schedule it, and we could, we should just. Ta- I don't know. It, it it would be completely self serving, but we should actually do it for like an hour and just reminisce about all the fucked up. Cra- by the way, I have. By the way, when we do that, I have a story that I heard for the first time about a week ago that I have to tell you, and you're gonna love it. Okay, I'm in. You tell me when you want to do it. I'm in. Okay. All right. Love you, man. Love you, brother. See. Ya. Bye. All right. There you go. That was uh, that was Twitch from the Kramer and Twitch show back back in the, back in the day. <laughs> Shabu Shabaz, and I'm on. You're listening to Shabu's on Power 105. Oh my God, I, that guy and I, I. There are so many fucking stories. <clears throat> I mean, I just I, there there really it. it there were so many fucked up, insane, crazy times, both on the air and and even especially off the air. And I, I mean, I'm like chomping at the bit to talk to him about, you know, just because a lot of the times I was drunk out of my mind and a lot of that shit, I don't even remember. Uh, like him and this other guy that we used to go out with all the time, uh, they remember a lot of shit that I don't remember. Mm. Oh my God. All right, well, we'll do that soon. The Kramer Show Podcast. What's going on in there? Have a comment? Call the voicemail. 419-777-1121. This is The Kramer Show. This is simple. Join us or pursue your present course and face obliteration. 